So are you ready to get supercharged? I mean, what if I were to tell you that there is another level to the manifesting power of your belief? Well, today, let's fly a little higher and see how you like it. And if you're ready, keep on soaring to manifest your best life in three, two, one. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings and welcome back. I'm Stephen Canyon. Glad you could join us for another expedition into the wonderful world of all things possible, where kinetic believers are mastering the universe around them. Kinetic Belief at StephenCanyon.com. If you've got any email uh, comments or questions, StephenCanyon.com is the website. Hello, Miss Maggie. Hello, Mr. Steve. Welcome to a new sunshine-filled uh, week. Oh, what? The sun's out. Yeah, what a little know? breeze behind you. I can <laughs> see the trees moving about. Beautiful. How are you? I'm really good. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, yes. looking energized today. Feeling energized. I feel very centered today. Just lasered in. Just like I'm a Sahara cat. With a prey in my Perfect. sights. Perfect. We, we've got some laser-like conversation to have Good. today. Yeah. Wow. But, you know, what a weekend. I mean, <laughs> how about the drone experience oh yesterday? Goodness. Can we just so random. say so uh, cool. something about I mean, where have I been? We've, we have drones that we, we also use in some of our production work. Yeah. And I thought we kind of had it going on until we happened into this clearing we're out in the middle of nowhere in, Forest, in, in yeah. Arizona, and we happen out into a clearing, and we see a drone flying around. But then all of a sudden, this drone—and I'm not kidding you—it looks like it's going, I don't, upwards of a hundred miles an hour, yeah. doing loops, free falling, screaming around, straight up, straight down, and then into the forest. Yes. Around the trees. And not crashing into trees. And and then back out of the forest yeah. and up and and, uh, and we're like, what is happening? What? <laughs> And then there's this guy, and he's sitting over uh, under a tree, and he's got on a visor, and he's he can virtually see. Yeah, he's got like on a he's, on, he's the got on VR goggles. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, and it, it, and it was obvious that well, and we were wondering, we were wondering how is he not just crashing because you know that's inches. This is a thick forest, and he's just sort of dancing between the pines with this piece of equipment. It was. It was amazing, mind blowing. But okay, no, he was so good at it, yeah. and it was just you know he's obviously doing it all the time. But wow, what a yeah. what a cool thing to watch. Well, and it's almost the the concept is almost like a video game, but it's in a real setting. But, How cool is that? But okay, so we have a conversation with him, and not only was he you know obviously an amazing uh, pilot, <laughs> but, amazing pilot, but then he said they're going to have they got there people coming from all over the country this coming weekend where they have races that fly just like yeah. him and, and he showed us pictures of yeah. how it's going to be set up and they had they would actually set up these led night courses and so they race four drones at a time and the drones just go and he said they go around 100 miles an hour when they're racing so much just, just you know like he said just screaming along so i think we should go watch the race i think we should That'd too be fun. and i'm thinking all right so i, I get back uh <laughs> and i'm thinking okay i need i need one of these deals and i'm looking around online and wait a minute they've got them where you can actually sit in it and you're they're flying human <laughs> humans around in these things and so whatever isn't that weird uh, it's so it's always so weird to come across something you were just so 
unaware of like oh the world is it's just... a lot of our listeners are probably going what's wrong with you guys i've got one of those <laughs> I know. we're all doing it <laughs> everybody's doing this now we've been in a cave uh, i guess but yeah so cool so today we're going to be talking about day 52 from the law of attraction guided journal and it's titled give no thought to disaster not easy to do but look don't dwell upon the disasters of nature or of the evil acts of human beings I always think that's such a funny thing when someone gives you advice and they say, don't, don't think about the bad stuff. Don't think about disaster. <laughs> Sometimes the, the best advice is the easiest, isn't it? Just, <laughs> just stop it. Just don't quit. Think, don't think like that. You're like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, so just behave yourself. Today is about how to do that. <laughs> right. Give no thought to disaster. So reading from the guided portion of day 52, it says, in the words of William Shakespeare, all the world is a stage. A theater for facts or fiction, good or evil. Choose your play wisely. Your subconscious is not a discerner of these things. It believes what you consume. Don't consider or dwell upon disasters of nature or the evil acts of humans. The very idea of such things has the power to terrorize and corrupt your life. So as a purposeful kinetic believer, think on that which is good and acceptable to you. You will experience the thing that you dwell upon. In other words, you will manifest the thing that you're continually thinking about. You're going to attract that into your life. So to happily enjoy your perfected life, don't read books and watch movies and discuss all of the evil pursuits or destruction in any way. Staging your imagination with these things will attract the very same thing. Well, and I like, too, that that, uh, that teaching also, it doesn't just cover these huge world events. It also covers anything going on in your life. Like, let's say that, uh, let's say you're having some trouble with a friend and there's a disagreement. There's something negative happening. It's also fantastic advice to purpose to not dwell on, because a lot of times when there's a problem to be solved in your life, it, it is tempting to dwell on it all the time. Just like it says on day 52, the, uh, the quote up there at the top, negative observation attracts destruction. Yeah, so here's a little known secret. If you are someone who's learned to not be moved by the energetics of fear or by the thoughts of impending doom or disasters, past, present, or future, your influence in this world is far greater than just that of your house, your influence just in your neighborhood, or even where you, you work. The creative form, formulative truth is this, that your family is dependent upon you and the advancing reality of where you work is dependent upon you. The neighborhood arena where you currently dwell, it's dependent upon you. Even now get this, the entire country where you live anywhere in the world, it's actually livelier. It's more enriched. It's advancing toward perfected life when you are not somebody who's moved by the energetics of fear. The reason that we're so influential is because as kinetic belief creatives, we are not in this by ourselves. Now, I want you to listen very carefully today. Look, we are all members of a like-kind community, the inner circle of KBs. We are purposeful creatives, and we're calling things that are not just like they already are, just like they already exist. You may not see it yet, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Look, there is power in unity. 
There is creative, attracting substance that's intensified through agreement. And so, in other words, when two or more are aligned in the energetics of agreement, collectively and objectively believing the same thing, circumstances change. There is there's a strengthened dynamic to the law of attraction that's literally intensified and absolutely establishes the hope of KB creatives that always manifests through the power of agreement. So when our belief is intertwined through a mutual edification, a joint celebration, it's when we champion each other and unconditionally love each other that the energetics of our kinetic belief knows no variable In other words, there's no wavering and there's no double-mindedness to the power of action. This is the manifesting power behind a, a prayer of agreement. This is the creative attraction to quantum entanglement. And I'll tell you this now that the that the cat's out of the bag today, that those who are aware of the power of their objective agreement develop it's an insatiable appetite, a desire to align their imaginative expectations with other people. You and I have done this since day one. We've found that objective agreement in our own relationship, and we have this insatiable desire to remain aligned and attached to that. There's power in that. There's power in agreement, power that manifests exactly what we're believing to see into our lives. It is amazing how strong that pull is, how strong that desire is to find someone who is like-minded to get into agreement with. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Talk about like kind attracting like kind. Look, it's a fact of creation that every human being has this innate ability to align their beliefs with other creatives for the advancing cause and effect of good or evil. We've seen it historically and good or evil manifests around that. And so as intentional kinetic belief creatives, it's through the power of our objective support of each other for the advancing of our beliefs, for the purpose of establishing our best lives. This is how we flourish while we're in the land of the living. Well, and isn't it so important now to find unique ways to do this more than ever? Because we can't physically get together and jump up and down and dance and celebrate and (laughs) hug each other. And so you have to be creative at this point. It's hard to go to those parties, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, they don't. There are no parties, right? (laughs) But you're, you're right. But there is a way. Look, not knowing how to establish yourself is nothing more than a lack of knowledge that prohibits any creative any creative from experiencing their manifested genius of purpose and and from attracting their best life in every situation. The peaceful, loving, joy-filled, happy, healthy, abundant life, it's only possible for those who've determined that, you know what, I'm going to... I'm going to rewild myself away from every condemnation, every judgment of failure, every sense of peril while giving no thought to disaster. And what we're talking about, it's only possible for those who've meditated to look within in order to accept the authority and uh, the dominion that they were created with, to imagine, to attract, and to manifest their subjective reality. And you're right. This is such a natural tendency, a natural desire to rewild and to do these things because, you know, we've talked before about getting away so that you can rewild and, and look within. And it's so interesting to me how anytime someone posts a picture, for example, in the private Facebook, Kinetic Believers Facebook group, Anytime they post a picture of their journaling for that day, it's always in some remote, serene, wooded 
waterfront Beautiful. location. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, when you are on this journey, I love, it's so true what you're saying that that's the natural desire tendency. And this is why, why do we think that this is a natural desire? There's, it's within us. It's who we were created to become, who we were created to naturally originally be. Mm-hmm. We understand, um, naturally understand, innately understand that, you know, look, we prosper in every area that we should choose as we align ourselves to accept that we were created in the image of the creator. The avatar within a KB creative has a working intimate knowledge of their manifesting authority, and they fearlessly give no thought to disaster. And we do it, it's kind of like you started off by saying, just don't do that. We, but we do it by only thinking about that which is good and acceptable to us. And then we only talk about that which is good and acceptable. And we only work toward that which is good and acceptable. Well, and I want to pause here because you just gave us an incredible, powerful, life-changing technique to actually accomplish what we're talking about today. And I remember the first time I heard you teach this so, so many, I'm not going to say how many, but so many years ago (laughs) for the first time. Um, And that is that if you want to get rid of a thought is to replace it with words. And that's so powerful because I think our instinct is to just try and get rid of it. Like get out of my head, bad thought, get out of my head. But to know that you sort of have to push it out of the way with a positive entity, um, that's just a very powerful technique. And I've got to say, I've used that every day of my life since you, since I first learned that from you. It works, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Well, the KB Creative casts down every negative source influence and puts those unctions and those thoughts underfoot well, what happens when we do that? We rise above the mirage and never flounder beneath. We soar above the cares of the world and we never bury ourselves beneath its pains. Look, the problem is, like we discussed on uh, the last podcast, the temptation to live by what we see rather than by what we choose to believe is the reason that most creatives don't manifest their best desires. The issue with living by what we see is that what we see is a reflection of what someone else has already believed. So we choose our good beliefs, and those good desires become the lens for what we will attract to see. And I have a question, and I hope it doesn't sound too shallow of a question here, because this is some heady stuff we're dealing with. But I have to say that whenever I do experience a temptation to live by what I see, it's typically when I'm being lazy. It's when I'm being mentally lazy, which is typically the result of being tired. We, we all get, I think you showed me an article the other day that said something like uh, six out of 10 adults are really tired all the time or something. I don't remember <laughs> exactly. It was better than that. I don't remember what it seven said. Seven out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Or is it eight? And seven out of 10 live on pizza, really tired. but whatever. Um, but I guess I'm just saying, you know, what are your personal techniques for, um, lack of a better word, snapping out of that, you know, ha- digging deep in those moments of mental fatigue, of mental laziness, um, so that we can can overcome these things because they will take root. And, and I do feel like they come when you are most vulnerable. Well, there's several techniques that I use. And of course, the first thing that I'm doing is I'm holistically living my life from a higher viewpoint, mm-hmm. uh, recognizing that, you know, all that we see is just a reflection of what is real and what is true. Mm-hmm. Everything that we can think of or imagine is first unseen. And the substance of what we hope for attracts to manifest our hope. And so it changes our circumstances 
to align with what we believe or what we expect. And so if you think of that, what you're seeing is a manifestation of what has already been believed, believed by ourselves or someone else or the creator of the universe. Then it's up to us to align with what we see with what we've chosen to believe, our subjective reality that we're creating. And this all sounds complicated when I'm like heaping it on, but it's really as simple as um, making sure that whatever is being promoted for you to, for us to observe is in alignment with our good desires Mm -hmm. and it's not being forced upon us. In other words, the person who's just walking around uh, living by the way they feel, living by their emotions, being double-minded and change. I feel good today, so everything looks good. I feel bad today, so everything looks bad. That kind of thing. Recognizing that um, that is the way of life for most is just simply understanding that that's the accidental way of living Mm -hmm. that creates victims, victims to circumstances, victims to the ideas uh, of of others. And uh, there's a lot of fearful energetics in the randomness of sight. And it's interesting that you began by by first saying that we need to look at life holistically and sort of from this aerial viewpoint of the world of ourselves of other people because and that's so that's just such a wonderful idea to cling to in those moments because when you are lazy-minded, when you are fear-based, um, you are small-minded. Everything does feel incredibly narrow and you're down sort of in the nitty-gritty of life. And so to just pause and allow yourself to have that perspective shift that aerial viewpoint holistically that's that's great well it's like we were talking about yesterday and it's we were talking about how convenient it is to have been raised with a a good strong positive mindset and you brought up franklin roosevelt and the way that he was raised yes or is it teddy 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 roosevelt yeah and you you were you were talking about yeah how was- I was just sort of meditating on the the type of person that's created from a childhood and a, te- and a being raised in teachings of aggression of a go gettedness of being told that you really can do anything that you want to and you can conquer anything and you can build anything and I was just marveling at you know, becoming of age, let's say that's 18 or 20. And that person doesn't have a whole lot of work left. They Mm. can just sort of ride off into the sunset and fulfill their destiny. Now, the rest of us normal humans out here who weren't raised by Teddy Roosevelt's family, you know, that's when the work begins. Mm -hmm. That's when the rewilding work begins. And I was just sort of fascinated by, man, what would that feel like to hit 18 and be shot off into the world and just no dogmatically who you are. And how many times has that storyline been repeated? And I know that uh, Winston Churchill said the same type yes. thing when he said, how could I not have been great having been raised at Blenheim Palace? Right. Yes. Uh, Roosevelt said, he, he said, that, Teddy said that the only thing that we have to fear is fear itself. Uh, look, fear of bad things, disasters, people, whatever. It doesn't prevent bad things from happening. Actually, it's most often the cause of bad things happening. The substance of fear will attract the very thing that is feared. Yes. Say that again. The the substance of fear will attract the very thing that's feared. Mm. One night back uh, when I was in high school, I went to see this uh, horror movie with a friend of mine. (laughs) And I was so aware that the the movie immediately opened a gateway of attraction for the substance of fear into my life. In fact, 
it happened immediately. It didn't take any, any amount of time. And so while driving home, we were nervously laughing and talking about what we just spent two hours consuming and observing <laughs> and watching. And we were like, yeah, it was like one horrible accident after another, chasing them around. And, and, and I said, yeah, it was just like uh, if that car were to hit us head on. And at the moment I said that, a car going in the opposite direction crossed the center lane, sideswiped my car, took off the side view mirror. Oh my gosh. Now, Whoa. that situation was horror movie material, which stemmed from the two-hour obsession and observation of this horror movie, energetically, uh, this fear-filled marathon. Yeah. Okay, so what happened? <laughs> I had opened the door to death and destruction into my life by watching that movie. Mm. And the subconscious, look, it doesn't know if it's real or not. All it knows to do is believe. Yeah. So for two hours, I sat there giving uh, thought to disaster in my life. And so I was able to go on and deal with the negative situation by casting down every negative imagination. I had to get to work. I rolled up my, my spiritual sleeves and got busy with it and replaced <laughs> those, uh, those thoughts of unconditional uh, those, those thoughts of fear with thoughts of unconditional love and life, protection, advancement, mm -hmm. happiness, joy, health, prosperity, <laughs> again and again. And I went right over it again and again, did all of that. It took time. It took meditation. And it took realigning myself by unbecoming those mm -hmm. negative thoughts. So whether we know it or not, images, they stay with us. Yeah. Our, our brain is like a movie screen, which is used for us or against us. Watch what you're watching. That's what I'm saying. Just be really careful and, and pay very close attention to what you're watching. Your mind should not be feeding on fear, horror, moody, uh, moody, murder mysteries. <laughs> or moody, moody mys mysteries. <laughs> Negative news, thoughts of disaster, or anything else that's fear-based. Wow. And, and I think sometimes, too, when we start digging into movies and cult, pop culture... Our, our gut reaction is to say, well, I know the difference. I can, I can tell the difference between fake and real. And then all of a sudden you find yourself laying in bed at night, blinking real fast, you know, looking at around in the dark after you've watched a horror movie. Oh, you know the difference, It's like, oh, you, you know the difference, do you? Yeah. <laughs> are you? Are you scared here laying in bed? Well, that's, but here's the deal is when we know the source of fearful energetics, we can then know how to resist it. Now, I know somebody is going to email the question in. They're going to say, can I really make a choice not to feel something? Well, absolutely. I am telling you that we can do it 100% of the time. And I love that the wording that you used just a moment ago, you said, which one are you going to feed? Um, I can't remember the exact way that this goes, but I know that there is a, a Native American uh, saying or a, or a tale, and it really just says that there are two wolves inside all of us, and one is fear and one is belief. And which you want to starve one and you want to feed the other. And so it's, I love that concept of what are you feeding? Which wolf are you feeding every time you look at something or consume something or have a conversation? True. And because they all are going to, you know, the, the energetics of fear or um, hopeful belief or faith, those energetics are always going to come back to put us into our own driver's seat. And they, it results in an emotional state of being, doesn't it? Yes. Um, I feel good or I feel bad. Right. Okay. So emotions never belong in the driver's seat of our life. We do. Yeah. 
We can choose to love. We can choose to forgive. We can choose to live a life that's free of fear. When we refuse to fear, resist the energetics of fear, our determination manifests freedom and peace, and it prevents the decay of destruction from showing up in our lives. Whenever a fearful thought tries to creep in, just be quick in your response and just say, no, I refuse to fear. Nope, not going to do it. Mm -hmm. I refuse to fear. You say it out loud like we were saying a little while ago. You can only replace thoughts with words. Speak it. Say it out loud. When you start to feel fearful, say no out loud. No, I refuse to fear. And that really gives you a sense, too, that instead of going through life in this sort of, I'm going to mildly resist bad thoughts, all of a sudden you're flipping the script and you're saying, you know what? You're on a crusade against fear. You are the thing that fear fears. You can become this ultimate warrior where this is concerned. Instead of just having this like kind of light resistance to it, uh, you're the guy, you know, you're the go-to. You're on the, the war against fear. That's what your life is. Right. Every, look, every successful KB creative learns to talk back to their fears. Yes. When negative source influencers feed fearful thoughts toward your mind, what's your response? Mm. What you've got to have one. So determine what is your response going to be? Because I'll tell you, most circumstantial creatives, the answer is just nothing. I'm just, I'm just pinging off circumstances, so I really don't have, I don't have a mindful response. I'm just listening, watching, paying attention, going from uh, being one victim over here to another type of <laughs> victim over well, there. Or at the very yeah. best, they just stop thinking the wrong thoughts. Man, I just love this idea of becoming so indignant against against fearful thoughts because as you've told us before they have substance fear has substance and so this idea that when fear does show up to try and rearrange your life you should become aggressive and very verbal and vocal and and working to kick that out of your life and to eliminate it immediately there's substance there are things that fear will attract into our lives and again the powerful truth is is we cannot change our thoughts with thoughts right It's impossible to do that. We fight against unwanted thoughts with words. Words have substance. Words are things. We exercise in our creative authority with our words. And when a fearful thought shows up, we're faced with a choice at that moment, either to pay attention to the contradiction of what we're hoping to see in our lives, or we take creative authority over the negative contradiction. All right, for example, let's let's just practice something. I want everybody to silently and quietly just count to 10 when I say start, okay? So we're going to start at okay. 1 and count to 10. Are you ready? Yes. Start counting. Stop. Say your name out loud. Megan. What just happened? You weren't able to? <laughs> I didn't get to 10. You didn't get to 10. It's we a, replaced huh. your thoughts with a word. It's as simple as that. Uh, Another way to redirect thoughts of fear and to demonstrate through action that we have no uh, intention of accepting fear in our life is to face our fear, Mm. to actually face the fear. In other words, and I did this when I experienced uh, fear in an elevator one time. There's nothing I, worse than fear in an elevator. Oh, uh, <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, well, it's I, a special I, kind of fear. I got it. Well, you, you feel a little trapped with a fear, don't you? I was going to say, especially if you're, if <laughs> you're you stuck. Yeah. Well, I got in an elevator at a hotel in Atlanta, Georgia, that was on the outside of the building, and the elevator was made of glass. Oh. 
And at first, I wasn't afraid. Uh, but when that elevator began going up, <laughs> I was headed to the top floor of this thing. And it kept going and kept going. And I'm on the outside of the building. Okay. And I got up to the glass. Actually, I was pressed up to it. A lot of people got on the elevator. And I'm up to the glass. And I could see the blinking lights of a helicopter that's down below me. Well, I about swallowed my head. I mean, I just, I had this, this gut-wrenching sensation to crawl away from the glass. And instead, I said, no, you don't. Nope. And I spoke to the fear saying, I'm not receiving that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to respond to this fear. I stood strong with my face against that glass. And I, I made myself ride it like a Bronco all the way to the top. Uh, and that fear left me because I took authority over it. Look, as a KB creative, I'm powerful. As a KB creative, I'm in control. I choose what I will and will what I choose. I know who I am and what I'm capable of. I know how to attract what I'm believing to receive. And I know that the substance of things hoped for is enough for me. And I refuse to tolerate the negative energetics of fear. I dwell in peace. And where I dwell, I'm the master of my own house, deciding what comes in and deciding what goes out. In other words, don't accept fear into your life. Talk to it and face it if the situation allows. Do this, and I'm telling you that the manifesting energetics of fear will not be attached to you. So you've got to work on this and ask, your, ask yourself and be honest to answer, what are my fears? I mean, do I have a fear of lack? Do I have a fear of sickness, a fear of losing a relationship? Do I have a, a, a fear of losing a job, a fear of dying from some health condition? Whatever your fears may be, they don't belong to you. Release your concerns. Release your cares. Set them free and don't consider them to own them. Don't define them. Resist justifying your cares. Resist defining your fears to other people. Never again keep the anxiety of your concerns, because if we will trust in the unconditional love of our life-giving creator who established all that is good through the universe, life-giving, positive energetics, our creator will provide the correcting, advancing source for our every abundant need. But as KB creators, you know, we've got to remember that we are only half of the manifesting equation. Well, and I do find it fascinating that you know, the prevailing theme of today's podcast is really moving your mindset and moving yourself from living a life on the defense to living on offense. And like you said, that's a, that's a really a version of putting yourself in the driver's seat. We, we read something recently and it, it was, I'm paraphrasing here, but it basically just said when you're in a room full of your enemies, uh, you need to change your thinking from this idea that, oh, I'm in a room full of, full of my enemies to they're in a room with me. And that's how we can see fear and move ourselves from the defense, defensive mindset to offensive. And I just think that's incredibly powerful and even in, empowering. That's so good. And isn't that, isn't that the mindset to understand that, you know what, if you are, if you have dwelling within you, by choice, positive energetics, you've got the greater source within you. You are the greater one in the room. You yeah. are the greater one in the neighborhood, the greatest one in the country. You represent all that is good. Yes. So it's the advancing motion of our gratitude, our expectant belief 
that propels us forward toward our success, which is being attracted to our good expectations. Again, we are only half of the manifesting equation. Mm -hmm. In other words, it's where our creator's super meets our natural, that all things become possible to us. But listen, if we insist on holding tightly to every care, every thought of an impending disaster or doom, Mm every concern, every worry or fear, if we just want to hold on to those, it blocks the law of attraction from advancing our positive expectations on our behalf. We are absolutely entangled um, with every, every thought form that we adhere to. And the only way we we untangle ourselves from every negative source fear when we determine to meditate to see ourselves above and not beneath every fear. When we choose to not receive fear, like we're talking about, but we decide rather that, you know, no matter what, I'm going to trust in the advancing creative bias that uh, the protected love and the good intentions of my creator. There are two forces of attraction in the universe, like you're talking about in a room, there's this, there's two things that are going on here. Yeah. One is positive energy, which expands, and the other one is negative, which diminishes. That's it. There's no in-between. You can't straddle a fence and, and get no effect. Mm-hmm. We are always communing with one or the other. Right. And so the God particle is the thing that orchestrates the cosmic symphony. So what does this mean for us? Well, it's scientific evidence supporting what the world's various religions and philosophers have known for all of these centuries, that a person who is positively aligned with the expanding universe, one who imagines to adhere to and rely upon unconditional love, that enjoys an expanding, fruitful, purposeful, and an abundant life, and a person who's negatively aligned with the decay of fear and its many faces, experiences lack, anxiety, anger, Uh, the substance of the manifestations of fear. So making the quality decision daily to, you know what, once and for all, I am not going to live by fear. And that means that, you know, that means that we don't say that we're just letting our fears go and then turn right around and start worrying again. You know, did I really let them go? I don't know if I did or not. I'm worried about that. No, we choose to rise above our fears and we move on from them. KB creatives make the choice to have no fear. Now here's where we have to be wise and it's knowing how to avoid the ambush. I mean, without knowing it, most creatives are living in fear and negativity And they speak the language a lot. They talk it a lot. They're fluent in the language (laughs) of fear. And this is where all of us need to make some decisions. We don't necessarily have to cut people out of our lives, but we will want to limit our time that's spent with those who are a constant stream of fear and doubt and negativity. And now listen, if if you're new to this, this podcast and, and, and the teaching here, you may be thinking, Uh, someone else's fear and negativity won't affect you like you were saying earlier, Meg. Well, I know better. It's not going to affect me, but I want you to listen very carefully. What you allow to stream into your eyes and to flow through your ears are energetics for your mind. Exactly the same as what you put in your body becomes fuel for it, rather healthy or damaging to your health. So don't let the fearful have your ear. Spend time with KB creatives who are positive. Interact with them through the inner circle 
and spend time with those who celebrate you and encourage you and champion and edify you. Spend time with those who unconditionally love you. This daily decision is going to manifest the greatest, most profound change to your life, and it will help keep you unexposed to the damages of fear. I think that's so beautiful what you just said, this concept of finding, you know, creative comrades in the inner circle because there is a war raging good versus evil since the beginning of time and it's still going and that offers sort of a sense of relief you need to be able to just not be doing hardcore battle with this all the time when you're around others you can sort of relax and take a minute and just enjoy that creative positive interaction well it really comes down to this doesn't it you gotta ask yourself the question am i really ready to stop being scared am i really <laughs> ready to no longer dwell on disaster and impending doom and all the negativity of those things. As you put those things that I'm, uh, that we're sharing with you today into practice, you're going to find yourself developing a, a new KB habit of putting a demand on perfect peace. And I have to say, I really, really really love these type of teachings where you are giving us very specific techniques because all of a sudden it's so easy to imagine yourself. For example, Let's say that today's the day that you start verbally getting rid of replacing negative thoughts with positive, with using your words, speaking out loud. Today's the day you begin that. Then all of a sudden you can imagine a year from now, what does your life look like when you can look back and that's what you've been doing every day, every moment of every day for a year. How transformative is that one toggle that one change going to be well you know we've been you and i have been doing this for a long long time and we do this frequently we'll say let's we record today and we say now let's revisit this a year from now and we are always having our minds blown by the (laughs) advancement and the things that change through the daily practice of what we're talking about because here's the bottom line we don't need to fear anything in this life I mean, the creator who believed life into you did it as an expression of love for you. So accept who you are. Fall in love with how your creator made you different. Do this and imagine the same powerful desire that brought you into the natural is going to protect you. And I'm telling you that you will attract protection. Imagine the same passion that formed you will guide you and increase you every single day of your life. And you will find that you will attract the wisdom of guidance and increase. Be grateful and you will absolutely enjoy a long and happy life. What would you say to the person that's listening and they're thinking, you know, I like everything you're saying, but uh, but I can't quite resolve this idea that, you know, the same creator that I'm relying on and trusting in and, and having this experience with that that creator didn't also just create the bad and the evil that, that we're trying to combat. How do you resolve that? The two energetics in the, the creator created an advancing universe. And in quantum mechanics, we know that there is an opposing um, energetic to the advancing one. And it's the negative. It's the opposite of. And look, there is a advancing plus one. The plus one is the positive that outweighs the negative. And even scientifically, it's proven that without the plus one positive uh, particle, the universe wouldn't advance. There would be no form. Everything would be balanced and and, uh, equaled out, is the unscientific way of saying that. (laughs) Uh, Walt Whitman said, peace is always beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so, 
Find beauty where you are and you will always be at peace. Yeah. Is another way of saying that. Yeah. There was a bias before there was anything, an imagination for creation, substance, all that there is in the universe. And it was created, and we know this now, that as we were created in the image of that bias, things are here to delight us and to, for us to enjoy and partake of. And we, having the same ability to create in advance good things for our enjoyment, aligns us with the good intentions of the Creator. And so look around where we are and where, where you and I are today and the attraction that we have for beautiful things and the beauty in our lives. And you can sense within you and you can feel within you the alignment of life and joy and happiness, prosperity and health and all those things as we recognize the good in life, the good in creation. Well, that's a reflection of our Creator's intention because we are like kind, attracting like kind. You, there is uh, no variable to that. In fact, you know how it makes you feel. And I was talking about the, the horror movie I watched. I know exactly how that made me feel. In the pit of my spirit, my soul, there was negative energy, which was uh, vile to my spirit. Yeah. And something that I wanted to repel against and to move away from. Mm. Well, that's like kind of like kind. And I think that's also, you know, repelling those things, rejecting the negativity. It's also a huge part of the, the rewilding process because I know that a lot of times when we begin the rewilding process, we realize that we've been quite calloused when it comes to dealing in the world and even being able to feel the negativity, the effects of negativity anymore. And so as we go through this process, there's also sort of this softening, this sensitize, resensitizing <laughs> that occurs, which I just think is really beautiful because as you get deeper and deeper and become a, a more seasoned kinetic believer, um, you do have these very heightened sensitivities to negativity trying to come into your life. So we stay positive, we stay optimistic, looking forward to the best things, all the possible things to living our best life, according to our desires, our greatest dreams and passions, those things that we came into this world, the genius of purpose, the masterpiece that we were created with to represent in this life. So we cast down every negative thing that would oppose that and go right back to the beginning to become that in full bloom for all to see and for us, yes. us to enjoy yes. in this life. Let's, let's work on some guided thought forms as we give no thought to disaster from day 52 of the guided journal. Let's do it. Just say this out loud. Say, I will not dwell to think about. I will not dwell to think about. Any fearful things. Any fearful things. I always attract safety. I always attract safety. And protection. And protection. I am safe at all times. I'm safe at all times. I easily avoid dangerous circumstances. I easily avoid dangerous circumstances. I am love. I am love. And I'm grateful. And I'm grateful. For safety at all times. For safety at all times. I see myself safely traveling. I see myself safely traveling. Where I choose to go. Where I choose to go. Every day. Every day. Held safely within me. Held safely within me. Are all the answers to all my questions. Are all the answers to all my questions. I am safe within myself. I am safe within myself. I am safe within my thoughts. I am safe within my thoughts. I remain safe through my entire spiritual journey. I remain safe through my entire spiritual journey. Earth is now a safe place to dwell. Earth is a safe place to dwell. It's safe to be an expression of myself. It's safe to be an expression of myself. The voice of my wisdom is assured. The voice of my wisdom is assured. I refuse to ever worry again. I refuse to ever worry again. 
Wow, powerful podcast. And if you couldn't turn to day 52 because you don't have a journal, you can find one on the website, stephencanyon.com. You can order the hard copy. We do ship worldwide, uh, free shipping to most countries, or you can just get the digital, downloadable, reusable version as well. And what else do we have on the website? We have the Purpose Workbook, which is a wonderful companion to the to the journal as well. Purpose Workbook, going back to the very beginning, to find your yeah. genius of purpose. You really need to know why you're here. And I found out a long time ago, which kind of surprised me, that most people are very uncomfortable being by themselves. They don't know who they are. And you have trouble under, you know, if if there's not somebody there validating some personality that you've stepped into, it can be confusing. And so it's so vitally important when you begin the journey of manifesting your best life, that you understand what that means. You're not you're not just trying to manifest the yeah. neighbor's best life <laughs> or the coach's best life. Right. You're manifesting your best life. So I really do um, uh, recommend that you take the time to go back, to fall in love with the original person that you came into this universe to represent. Then from there, outwardly begin expressing mm-hmm that person that you're supposed to be. That workbook is incredibly powerful. It's only about 12 or 13 pages, I think, but but there's so much packed in there and it does take you a long time just to even sift through. It really helps you organize your thoughts and get to know yourself in a really amazing, deep way. And, um, and you know, I've even found that I can do, I can actually go through that purpose workbook all over again a year later and discover new things. It's just a powerful tool. Powerful tool. And then also the Facebook group, the private Facebook group. group. And and I want to challenge you guys. You're doing such a marvelous job of working on your individualism, your identity. Continue to connect energetically with other KB creatives because there is manifesting power in agreement as you edify and encourage and celebrate and champion each other Mm. unconditionally loving one another lifting each other up in your manifesting desires i'm telling you that there is nothing on this earth that can prevent you from realizing your dreams when you have a partner and someone uh, aligned in agreement with you. Yeah, and like Steve said, when you see another Connect Believer out there and they're posting, they're they're taking that step and they're sharing something within that group, don't hesitate if you feel led to encourage them. Type type a response. Let them know you're there. Just reach out and, and touching each other in that way. Um, you're right, Steve. It just has this kinetic power to it, and oh, it's just beautiful. Well, one of the things that I actually do is and, and have done for a while is in the journal, the Manifesting Journal, is I will take... Some of my friends, uh, the community members, what I call family members, other other KB creatives, and their desires, and I've begun to, to actually journal their desires. And when I do that, then I include their desires in my list of gratitudes. What you just described is so beautiful, and, and it's always surprising to me too. Because when I start to generate these really positive ideas surrounding other kinetic believers. It's, it's, it always sort of activates this interesting energy within myself as well. So it's this really nice, um, almost like a, a circuit that you get into. And it's just a, a fantastic space to inhabit and be a part of. There's so many things that point to the power of this, including yeah. in quantum mechanics, quantum entanglement, the power of prayer, prayer of agreement, um, and the energetics of it. It does attract on this earth yeah. in the natural so, yeah, all of that. Today's been a lot of fun. Today has been fantastic, and I can't believe it's already almost 50 minutes. It flew by. 
just well, absolutely what else flew we talk by. about? <laughs> what else are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can't great. go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. This is always so fun. And um, well, I can't wait for tomorrow. Let's go. It's too hot to go for a hike. Let's maybe do an evening hike. Let's go to the store. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> okay. Let's go get some lunch. Let's go get some okay. lunch. Okay. Right. Love to all the KBs out there. And thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.